Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. This year, the cryptocurrencies had a a good run, right? Or last 12 months. So I think it's pretty topical that we're going to talk to Cyrus, who is the CEO and co-founder of Swissborg, which is a very well-established cryptocurrency or wealth management firm. We're going to find out more exactly what they do, what kind of services they provide, and Cyrus's views on the crypto, the digital currencies, the digital assets, blockchain, and everything in between. Welcome, Cyrus. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show. Super excited. I'm sure we're going to have a great time. Brilliant. So thank you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, well, first of all, let's talk about you because, you know, you've been an entrepreneur in, in the blockchain space for a while, you know, quite a while. So you're, you're by now a seasoned blockchain or a crypto entrepreneur. So what has attracted you to this space so early on? I think so in life, it's always the same question, right? Everyone has to answer is what is your purpose? And, um, you know, I, I thought that my purpose was to make a better world, to, to find something where I could make a big change. And um, I went into banking, right? Um, hedge funds and wealth management. And I said, well, if I make, if I become very rapidly a billionaire, maybe I'll be able to change the lives of many others. And, uh, after working for a decade, uh, making people wealthier, uh, but only that 1% of that planet, I said, how can I essentially apply the same skill set that I have been doing for some time and give it not to that 1%, that pie chart, but that 99%. And when I start to understand Bitcoin, more, it's more, more importantly, thanks to our co-founder, Anthony, about smart contracts and Ethereum, I said, oh my God, this is most probably one of the tools that could enable to distribute wealth to everyone in the world. And that's where I came to realize that this underlying technology with a great philosophy could really be a game changer in multiple different industries. I see, I see. So what is your venture Swissborg about? What is the problem that you're trying to solve? Well, exactly. It's how to provide to 99% of the world wealth management, right? And it sounds quite crazy when you think about it, because when you it's like an oxymoron in some way, right? If you put wealth and accessible, it's usually the opposite, right? Wealth is only accessible to a very few amount of people, not to the greater to the great amount of people. And um, and that's really what we're doing is how to democratize wealth management by making it fun, fair, and community-centric. And these are really the three big memos that are extremely important for us, that that fun part, because if it's not fun, no one's going to use it. No one's going to be interested in it, right? If it's not, fa- if it's not fair, it's just going to be another you know, financial platform or ecosystem. And, and we know that transparency, we know a lot of different things regarding finance has been an issue. And the community-centric part, I think, so this is something that, uh, again, you know, 
a lot of business is all about being community centric. A lot of ecosystems about being ecocentric. But when it goes to finance, very often we think that it has to be individualistic. And that's not necessarily true. Even if in a trade there's someone winning, the other person could be winning as well. It doesn't mean one wins against the other one lost. It's not a zero-sum game. And this is really what we're proving today at Swissport. So basically the problem is that 99% of the population, the ones that are maybe not interesting for big private banks or wealth managers are underserved, right? Right. That's exactly it. And uh, and yeah, and, 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 and making it fun is the big, you know, it's already a, a something that I think so a lot of banks have been, you know, trying to figure out how to do that and, and really, or maybe not even, maybe haven't been concentrating enough on the fun part and the fair part, which is, I think, so what we're developing uh, in a very uh, scalable f- uh, fashion. All right. So let's dive into it a bit more because obviously... A lot of people figured it out, right, that uh, things have to be different in the wealth management. So what is your unfair advantage or competitive edge versus the other solutions that are out there? And uh, maybe let's maybe let's mention a couple of examples from from your platform or app. I think so. It comes right from, you know, not only the mission, the vision of Swissborg, but the DNA itself. Right. We, we, We are fortunate that. We create this ecosystem thanks to the people that have funded our ICO. Uh, in the craze of 2017, 18, there's multiple different ICO projects. So initial coin offering, for those who don't know, it's a way to do crowdfunding and people buy your token and your token could have different usage within your ecosystem or not at all, which happened sadly for some of these ICOs. And and that has already been the, the main establishment when you had over 20,000 people around the world, 149 countries participated and have, a comp- have participated to, to buy into our mission and our vision. I think so that is really the main effect that has changed, you know, what Swissborg is forever is how you really create something with our uh, community. And, and since 2018, so the end of our ICO, which we raised 52 million back then, which was amazing. We've been launching different products and services, which at the get, are always that matches that fairness, that fun part, and that community-centric part. And one of the first thing that we've done is when we collected these funds, we, re- we released our token. One of the main usage of our token was how to build an ecosystem together. And for that, we did a referendum, which we asked the question, guys, do you want to build a wealth app mobile version? or a desktop version. And people with their tokens on the blockchain were able essentially to vote and they voted for a mobile app, which unfortunately I was going for a desktop, but but that's anyway, it's history. And now today we have developed two great apps. One is just a fun game, is how to learn and earn by predicting if Bitcoin is going up or down, which seems to be not that easy. And the other is a real wealth app ecosystem where anyone could deposit fiat currencies, uh, so local currencies, the deposit as well, crypto, and how can you buy this in the best way possible? And the bit technology that we've built out of it is this smart engine, which aggregates all the best crypto and FX exchanges, similar to what NASDAQ has done 40 years ago, but we have done it with a crypto way and people therefore could really enable them to buy any type of pairs in the fastest way and the cheapest way and the most scalable way as well. So it's 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 really the best execution platform that we have launched. And it's only now, I think so in 10 months that we've launched it. 
but it's going super well. Right, great. And you kind of mentioned who your clients are, but uh, let's talk about it a bit more. Who are your target segments, right? And maybe look at it from a perspective as well that you are based in Switzerland. Are you now operational and open only to Swiss residents or also from people from abroad? And then in terms of age or demographics or wealth, I mean, how do you think about that? Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks for asking. So we always say that we're, you know, made in Switzerland, but owned by the world. And um, and, and that goes to a lot, again, to how we build our community. And right now, the main market that we have is Europe. The reason is that, well, most of us are in Europe and then we're regulated as well here in Europe. So um, right now, the biggest amount of, of community members, which I think so today is at roughly 120,000 registered uh, users we have, which is quite crazy. We have like over a thousand people that are being added since Christmas on a daily basis. So that's really good. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people always believe that community and crypto guys are like age of, you know, 19 or 20 or whatever. It's not true. We have some, you know, some young people, obviously, but really the best user is the one who use the most and, and, and enjoy the most. Uh, all our products are usually people actually in my age. So, you know, between 35 to 45, that's, that's our sweet spot. Uh, we, we, in terms of markets, we're, we're growing a lot in all the French speaking uh, countries such as Switzerland, Belgium, France, uh, but as well, and the German speaking question countries as well. So Germany and, and uh, we've got fair enough. And now in Scandinavia, which is great. And uh, Eastern Europe is growing, especially with Poland, which is one of our, our niche market uh, that is growing as well. So it's really well distributed in, I would say, in Europe. And we're just, it's, it's just in, insane how much love we're getting uh, recently from all this uh, 2020 and 2020 uh, surge of, of, of crypto. Exactly. So good to hear. Uh, but let's rewind a bit uh, as well. And uh, let's explain to people. How do you see a cryptocurrency? Is that a currency or is that an asset to you or both? Yeah, that's a very good question that I think so everyone is always making that mistake. We should not name it cryptocurrency. That was Bitcoin, right? There is being now there's in this asset asset class, so I would say crypto assets or digital assets, whatever you want to call it. But it, it's not a currency. There's been five different asset classes within cryptos. The first ones were the purpose was to be a currency. So payments, let's say like Bitcoin and then the copycats, Litecoin and, and you know, Ripple and, and all of these different Zcash, Monero, all these different guys that said, okay, we are going to create a, a crypto, that coin, which essentially is decentralized. It's much cooler and has this and this technology and this and this features. And the main purpose will be payment. So that's the first, I would say, within that asset class. The second ones has been protocols and protocols have really evolved since the arrival of Ethereum and smart contracts. So these are platforms that you could build tokens, applications on this blockchain. And there's a lot of great ones, right? Especially right now where some Ethereum, hopefully moving to proof of stake. We, we, there's Cardano, which is great. And, you know, there's a list of uh, a lot of different Polkadot, which is amazing. There's a lot, a lot of lists of these different blockchains that people could use for applications. The third one is these utility tokens or multi-utility tokens, such as a SwissBorg token that enables you to have uh, different uh, leverages within the platform, how you use it. For example, what's the nature of SwissBorg token first enabled people to express their opinion, like through referendums, people could vote. So it really had that governance tool. 
Now, as we are building more and more products, it has staking mechanisms. So if you don't, for example, want to become premium in our wealth app and not pay fees and get better performances on products, better yield on, on products, is as well if you want to have different governance rights around our, our, our network. And as we grow, we'll be adding more utilities. And, and that's really about what is the third of this asset classes, utilities. And it could be memberships, like governance whatsoever. The fourth one, uh, which is very important, is all the security tokens, right? So on the Wealth app, for example, today, you could buy Paxos Gold. That's a security token, which means that behind Paxos Gold is literally you're able to buy gold. It's not an ETF. It's much better than that. It enables you with a certain amount of these tokens to redeem a gold bar. So that means that every every security token or asset-backed token has a real uh, security behind it, and it enables you to to hold it. And the last but not least, which is a very interesting one that very few people talk about, is the non-fungible tokens. And those ones are great because uh, the main purpose of it could be like, if you're playing a video game with our partners called Engine, you could earn these different non-fungible tokens. And these non-fungible tokens could give you the ownership of a character in a video game or a hat in that video game or music rights. And all of these new digital art forms or gaming uh, uh, weapons and this and that, it enables at the end to give a real ownership and therefore a real value to anything that is on the blockchain. And I think so that will be a growing space. So I think so it was a bit long, but getting back to your, your question, cryptocurrencies was cool until 2015. Now we have five asset classes and they're very distinguishable. And that's why most probably we'll have 5 billion different tokens going forward. Understood, understood. You reminded me of these digital Lambos, right? I didn't check it out for a long time, but, uh, you know, so similar application in a way in a, in a gamification spirit, really. So you mentioned the, the ecosystem and uh, Zug obviously calls itself a crypto valley, Geneva, a blockchain valley. So Specifically, how do you work with the different players in the ecosystem? Um, I, I play it as a crypto nation. <laughs> there you go. It's more neutral, at least. We're in Lausanne, so we're between both, uh, I would say, of uh, that sphere. I see. Okay. I think so. It's great. I mean, Switzerland has missed a bit the fintech first revolution, right? Which is, you know, or the second revolution, I would say. You know, if we say MasterCard, or sorry, if Dinner's Club and American Express, the first wave, the second wave was all these payments with with uh with uh, different payments mechanism and and robo advisors and all of that in the 2000s 2010s and i think so the great thing is that people have been embracing blockchain a lot for a very long time i mean and the reason is because i think so it's the nature of of uh switzerland and being a decentralized country which is very much what blockchain is about having this very strong encryption uh, science, which is, you know, especially Canton Vaux with EPFL and ETH. I mean, it's, it's one of the best places in, around, uh, around Switzerland and the world for, for, for this reason. And I think mm. so a, a lot about the, the culture, the philosophy behind blockchain, but as all that technology is a great combination for here. Uh, and, and therefore, we've seen you know, a lot of uh, startups come, uh, a lot of startups failed, by the way. And I think so that has a lot to do about this ICO bubble or just the fact that it's very hard to to essentially launch any startup in the world. 
but but what the great thing out of it it's that at the end Finma at one of the earliest regulator in the world came with you know at least a form how we could interact and we're seeing more and more different cantons around Switzerland uh, that are helping uh, yeah obviously crypto entrepreneurs to some extent and it's getting easier and better uh, especially for the great opinion of people which don't which understand more and more what crypto is about and it's not just about you know having quick quick scheme money and getting very rich rapidly or just using this for the dark web which is not really the case I see. So you've listed basically the five different sub asset classes, really. But you know, you can link it to this or to use cases. But uh, I'd like to know also which of the use cases for blockchain technology do you find the most promising? Where would you see the 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 boom coming from? Not because of the markets or the value, but in terms of fundamentals and you know, in terms of use usage and ad- adoption. I mean, we've seen it. It's already, it's already, it's already written into the into the books, right? And and great things about the books and blockchain is stays forever. Uh, so, you know, payment is is one of the big war, right? We we know that a lot of centralized companies, especially in, uh, in East Asia and China, have taken over this this you know payments like Alipay and and WeChat and and. Now the big one is how can you do that in decentralized matter, which would bring much more trust and where we could build multiple applications. And you know, if it's DG, is it DG that Libra the new name? So anyway, if it's if it's Libra or if it's uh, you know uh, going to be done through USDC or whatsoever, this is one of the big, 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 big way how this industry is going to apply great technology to usage to everyone, right? We know that 50% of the planet is rather unbanked or underbanked, and uh, it's just not going to change. However, everyone has a mobile, a smartphone, and going forward, I mean, almost everyone, and going forward, everyone's going to have it. And and that's going to be the big change is how we could essentially improve the payments solutions. And that that is the, the first layer, I would say, of fintech. Um, the second layer is really old decentralized financial applications, and obviously Swissborg is a big player there. Uh, we, yeah, I think so. And that has go to again of all the lending and borrowing. Uh, that is one of the one of the case. And then there's leverages and derivatives. There's a lot of different things in def- decentralized financials, and there's trading as well. But it's how this new DeFi movement uh, is exploding, and and we saw last year. You know, few hundred millions in the in the game, and now today, you know, I should probably say it's 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 something close to twenty billion, and and that's still small, but it's twenty four billion. You see, <laughs> and actually, in just in just uh, wow, in just less than few days, it went from eight to 15, sixteen billion to twenty five billion. So that that's how big this market is exploding. And again, this is it's not about bubble effect it's about real usage of how people could start uh lending and people borrowing and how can you on a peer-to-peer level create a new decentralized financial world and and it's extremely extremely interesting it's it's i i'm really seeing more and more use cases uh of this and there's great platforms such as decentralized exchanges but as well lending platforms that are growing and you know, you have that as even well for, you know, essentially stable coins like, you know, MakerDAO has created their own stable coin 
And today there's $4 billion that are locked into that. And that's how people are building these community-centric applications and which are completely transparent that anyone could. And, and that's massive. No one has ever really done something close to this uh, in, a, in a decentralized matter. And, uh, and that's the two big waves, I would say, of, of blockchain is there. And then, of course, you know, there's supply chain, there's video games. There's so many other things that this beautiful technology could bring. But right now, in the next two years, this is going to be the big. It's payments and all decentralized financial applications, which are going to change uh, the landscape. And uh, you're seeing, you know, like MasterCard, you know, Visa just, sorry, Visa just invested $400 million in USDC uh, in, the, in the capital of the company of Circle. And they know it. It's just that you're rather going to fight it <laughs> or you're going to have to embrace it uh, because the market is not going to wait for you. Um, and I think, so that's great. And we say the same thing with PayPal, you know, now we'll be offering, uh, different cryptos. Uh, and, and that's something that, uh, again, we're witnessing and, and it's, it's, it's not, you know, if you're a FinTech and you don't look at crypto, most probably two years from now, uh, you're rather out or you're going to be buying, acquiring, uh, a new, uh, you know, a blockchain, uh, assets or a blockchain, at least application. Right. Um, on the other hand, you know, you did work in uh, private banking for, for quite some time and uh, you see that the banks have been a little bit uh, slow in adopting to uh, crypto digital assets, uh, right? I mean, many of them, they have additional layers of uh, approvals for any projects that are related to, uh, to uh, crypto or blockchain. Some of them, uh, you know, big banks in, in the world, the leadership has been very, very skeptical. Obviously, things are changing every day and every minute. But uh, what would you do if you were to, if you were, let's say, a relationship manager in a big, big wealth management firm or a private bank in Switzerland? And what would you say to the clients about crypto and digital assets? Why they should or should not be afraid or worried about it. And, you know, there are upsides, but there are also risks as well, obviously. I mean, obviously, everything we're, we're doing on a daily basis has some risk. Uh, then, you know, the, the relationship manager, investment manager, or the investor himself has to see if, is he taking a, a substantial risk compared to what's the return? And uh, I think so 2020, again, was a great witness of these very smart people, um, you know, working, you know, six, seven years in hedge funds. Um, you have to tell, I'm not saying hedge funds are always the best investment tools for uh, the investor himself, but the people who are managing multiple billion dollars usually have a very good I would say a macro perspective or technical uh, aspect of what the markets are. And I think so what Paul Tudor said was very, was probably one of the biggest hedge fund and smartest guy uh, in this game said that what I love about Bitcoin and crypto is that it's the first time I able to be invested into human capital and have as well a US dollar inflation hedge. And, and, and I think so that was, you know, he, and, and, and I think so that means a lot is that crypto, uh, it's like, you know, CTAs or, you know, gold or whatsoever. It's, it's, it's a different play. It's a safe heaven that could, you know, really help to boost any portfolio. You know, is it what you have to be invested 50% in Bitcoin? No. But if you're putting, you know, from 2% to 10% of your portfolio into crypto, that's a smart move. It's usually lowly or negatively correlated for most assets and 
all the big guys, all the hedge fund guys, look, any of them right now, they're all into crypto, most of them. And you're seeing the smartest, you know, family office, Guggenheim just put $550 million in Bitcoin. And they did that when it was at 18,000 because they were smart, you know, and I think so it's, we're having more and more instruments as well. And, and it's now in a landscape regulatory, that's fine. Wherever you are in the world, you, you know, you just have to declare them as regular assets and you pay taxes on them. And I think so that would be my, my, my first is you see that smarter people are all doing it. So why you shouldn't do it? And then the other nature of Bitcoin and crypto is, you know, if I show you a graph A and it's making 50% on two years with, with whatever volatility, and if I'm showing you a graph B, it's making 30% out of the last two years, the same volatility, which one would you invest in? Well, I mean, the one that brings more return per unit of risk, obviously, that's right. what you should do. Right. And then what if I tell you that A is actually, it's BP? And B, actually, it's uh, whatever renewable energy, let's say Tesla or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the other problem is that the past performance is not the guarantee of future, especially when it's some, some technology which is on the verge of being extinct, like uh, extinct, you know, I'm not saying BP uh, itself, but if they stick to fossil fuels, then they will be, right? So yes, then in that case, I would go for 30% because... What you did say is that, well, let's judge it by the past, right? So we, we should actually judge it by the f expected future return, right? True. And then I think so the other layer, which is very interesting, is to what I was saying in the beginning, which is connecting to your purpose. Would you rather invest into an investment that could change the world for the greater good or just do it on a short-term basis and say, okay, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm investing into performance, right? And I think so that is what has to do a lot about crypto. I'm not saying everyone. But I say profoundly, a lot of people that believe in crypto has been in the game for some time, not for, very, you know, went through this crypto winter or before and, and understand the game is that behind Bitcoin, it's or behind blockchain and different crypto assets, behind Swissborg as well, is that when you're connected to a mission that is much stronger than your own individual purpose of making performance, then you start looking into something great. And again, citing Paul Tudor, Behind Bitcoin, you are you're essentially investing into human capital, and one of the smartest people around the world are backing Bitcoin. But more than that, Bitcoin is being mined, let's say, in North Korea, and at the same time in South Korea. It's being exchanged in Russia, but at the same time in, in the U.S. It's being exchanged between Israel, but on the same time mined in Tehran. And then you start understanding that underlying technology is is a great thing and is, is it's scalable and it will grow with time and we've seen multiple different layers of bitcoin ethereum and of different other tokens but we see as well that the mission that's behind is always as well getting better with time and it's the only only global currency that's accepted pretty much everywhere now and that's i think so something what people have to realize is that you know, all, you know, going to all of these events like in Davos and World Economic Forum, we always talked about, you know, these ESGs. And I think so crypto, obviously, right now, there's some possible, you know, issues about the fact mining, it does, it does have a lot of uh, bad effects about energy consumption. But going forward, that's not going to be the case. And, uh, and, and I think so crypto should be really part of those indexes, how you could actually not only perform, not only have a better investment portfolio, but how can you contribute to something that maybe matches your own purpose, which is to, yeah, create a better ecosystem? 
Okay, understood, understood. So obviously you you kind of explained the developments in the crypto digital asset space in relation to fintech itself. Uh, a lot of people started to talk about uh, fintech being replaced by tech fin. And uh, so what is your view on this? You know, why do you think that the tech fin is going to replace fintech if that's what you believe? And uh, how is that relevant for your business and uh, the world of crypto and blockchain? So I've seen that in the in the finest way. I went from private banking to hedge funds, which were mainly quantitative. So no traders, just uh, essentially algorithm that would trade to creating Swissborg, uh, which is which was you know some financial applications to it. To now developing you know Swissborg with over eighty five employees around the world, and 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 scalable technology, and and we've seen the culture shock to change where we went from finance to fintech to tech fin, and uh, it's great. I think so. Uh, we have a lot to learn by engineers. You know, engineers have been building roads and build, building highways and building cars. And now these same engineer, engineers are building uh, blockchain applications and, and financial applications to that. And I think so. It's great. It's, it's very different. It has a very, um, in terms of culture, cult, company culture, it's very different from um, a bank or from, let's say, a hedge fund or all these different fintechs which is usually driven by few people in these tech fin companies is very driven by a very low hierarchy type of uh, model and where everyone is participating with daily sprints weekly sprints on different uh, uh different on different projects and i think so it's great because you're now building products that has to provide the best user experience and that's a combination of great tech and the combination as well with these digital artists, which I call that, have provide great UI and UX, and is how you combine that together and how you make sure that the journey of any user is always the best and the easiest and the funnest one. And, and, and I like that a lot. It's, it's, it's very d- different just, just trying to create performance or trying to, to you know, please just one or two different clients, right? It's really how you could take this holistic approach and build up uh, great things and 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 and. and we witnessed this out of you know these three four years that yeah well uh, it's more and more engineers but at the same time it's getting more and more fun and uh, and we're really enjoying it. I, I wish I had done this already fifteen years ago to be honest. Good to hear. So speaking of that, obviously the past twelve months have been quite challenging for everybody on the planet. Uh, and for some businesses, that's been very, very difficult. For others, there were some new opportunities and there were winners emer- emerging from this. So how was it for you and what's in store for you in terms of, uh, you know, in, in 2021? Yeah, I think so. It, this was a very interesting plan year, uh, you know, 2020 and, and 2021 is going to be a very interesting one is where we are the most disconnected uh, by, let's say, the cities where we live. And at the same time, we're the most connected through uh, technology. And um, and I think so, you know, and, and at the same time, most connected to your loved ones because, you know, you're more centered within your family or at least yet by, with yourself. Um, so I think this has been a very interesting spiritual year um, for us at Swissborg. We've launched our main product on March 15th. So just literally during the lockdown. So that was a bit awkward because, you know, there was no high five. Uh, we have this very culture of partying, you know, sometimes, you know, like when I say partying, I mean, like once, like every six months, but at least we gather with all the team. And obviously, 
you know, we've hired over 45 people, I think so, uh, in the last year, and, and we haven't been able to, 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 to meet most of them. And uh, so that's been a bit hard on that side. I would say, though, on the other flip side of that is that um, now people are forced to be digital. And, and that has been a huge, great boom for anything that's in the digital space. And that's great. And for us, obviously, it was great. And that has shown that people that maybe six months ago, a year ago, they would be like, why would I go on Hangout or why would I go on on any type of communication tool to 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 talk or to work? And now people are more and more trusting these these different communication tools, these different fintech solutions, and uh, you're you people are pretty much have to. So uh, it's been it's been great. I think so. It's been really something that. Um, we as a company uh, are hiring more and more people that are remote around the world because it's really hard to find the right people <laughs> within the same country. And, and as a culture being decentralized for decentralized application, well, you know, makes makes completely sense. It goes back to the DNA again. So, you know, whatever you have in life, I think so. It's rather you see it as a challenge and you, you know, you forget about it or you see it as an opportunity to, to maybe change a few things, work on some things, make sure everyone is aligned and then grow better together. And, and that's what we've been doing. And we're, we're very happy that uh, we've been very successful in these uh, last months and um, now it's paying dividends. Great, great to hear. So thank you very much for chatting with me. And uh, my last question is where do interested parties find out more about you? You mentioned the apps that you have, what are they called? And uh, obviously, I guess they are on Apple Store or Android as well, right? So how would they find out more about this? Yeah, exactly. So probably there's a link here uh, that you just could click uh, in, in the description. Uh, would advise you to download it, uh, check it out. You will probably have a very good investment experience, how to buy, sell different crypto assets, but as well, bringing more and more wealth management solutions where you could have like crypto money market yield on USDC, hopefully soon Swiss board tokens and Bitcoins and Ethereum and having more and more type of robo advisors uh, that could really enable you to build your wealth in the best uh, matter. Thank you very much, Cyrus, and good luck to Swissborg. Thank you very much. All the best. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.